get somewhere and sit down. You're like a little worm and hot ashes. That was one of my grandmother's favorite sayings when we were all amped up and she would make us go sit down and collect our thoughts <laughs> as little kids. Hi, this is Michelle Spiva and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Mwah! So continue listening after the flip as I get into how to concentrate. I'll see you on the other side. At my grandmother's house, there were three large tanks, fish tanks. I'm talking about 100-gallon fish tanks, and she had them in her living room. And back then, it was a new house, but back then, the paneling uh, would make the house, the room dark, even in the daylight. And so we would go in the living room, and she would turn off the lights, and um, the lights on the aquarium would be lit and we would watch all of these exotic saltwater fish that she had and they were so peaceful and um, there was a book case I remember a big book bookcase that had the encyclopedias and other different books and trinkets and things that my grandmother kept on display and while we were in there and she didn't call it timeout she called it sitting down and collecting your thoughts we could get one of those books I used to have a weird attraction to the Bible and I would pull it out and I would look at the pictures and because this one was written in the King James Version, all the these and thous confused me. And so I always said, one of these days I'm going to make sure I read this book completely. But I would usually look at most of the pictures of the angels and the women washing the feet with the hair and all this kind of stuff. And uh, I would, like I said, I would sit there along with if my other siblings were um, put in time out too, we would sit there and uh, surprisingly, a few things would happen because we couldn't talk. She was like, you don't need to do all that chit-chatting and chattering. I want you to sit there and collect your thoughts. Now, she never told us how to collect them, but we knew we were supposed to be collecting our thoughts. And so um, what I would come to understand is that by her making us do this as little kids, she was helping us to learn how to concentrate. Now, over the years, I have made it harder than it needed to be, and I've actually tried to figure out um, all of these different uh, techniques and everything. But one of the things that I really like about uh, going back to that simpler time and just, quote unquote, collecting my thoughts was that because I didn't know any better, I was better able to just let the process happen. And um, a lot of times I would find myself observing my thoughts and observing, like, you know, watching uh, them happen. Um, the little kid's mind is a, a, a powerful place. I mean, I've, looking back, I could actually say that I was contemplating my existence and who I was and all of those different things. You know, I was having my own little existential journeys sitting in front of that, those uh, big uh, tanks, those big fish tanks and the bubbling and the burbling. And um, I would say that without even knowing it, I was probably doing a little self-hypnosis as well. And so it became, it became I think the power of what 
she would have us do became apparent when I was in high school and college um, because I was uh, in a chemistry major when I first started in college and I was always drawn to sciences. It took a certain amount of concentration, focus and determination, especially doing lab work where you're titrating things and you're having to sit there and watch chemical reactions and you can't rush them because if you do, you're going to mess up stuff. The boil point is going to be off and I could just go on and on to the point where you would just have to start over. And nobody was trying to do that because, first of all, the materials were expensive and you already, I remember my PCHEM, my physical chemistry lab, that was a four-hour lab twice a week in college. No one wanted to go through that more than uh, necessary. And so I would revert back to those times when my grandmother would say, you like a worm in hot ashes, always moving and fidgeting. Get somewhere and sit down. Now I talked, um, and I think it was yeah, yeah. I talked on yesterday's podcast on uh, the distraction gauntlet and how uh, when we get distracted, uh, the energy it takes to get back on task, and how to meditate and do those types of things. And today I want to take that a little further. That yes, meditation is the gateway, and to me, meditation helps me to develop my concentration ability because. I don't think, you know, people say, oh, just concentrate and focus. And that word just is something, it's, ooh, it's a powerfully insidious word because it makes it, it seem like it's going to be an easy task when it's not necessarily going to be the case. And so um, learning to and practicing on concentration and focus is more than just saying, oh, I'm going to do it. So I found um, recently uh, this, this I don't know what type of monk he is, but he's a monk and his name is Dandapani. And I'm going to drop the, um, the link in the uh, description on uh, what he says to do. Uh, now, of course, they want to couch it in a way um, that makes it sexy. But what it is, is he's teaching you through a meditative practice on how to build your concentration. And it's called... Um, this is this secret kept this is a this was a kept secret by monks and it only takes 4 days that's okay. that's the the name of um the YouTube video to get you to watch it, but um, I got you, and I, I made some notes, and I wanted to give a shout out to Don Dapani, and I wanted to talk through his process because as an adult, I was like, you know what, this is the same thing, but it's, you know, for an adult, and um, he gives it to us in steps, so bear with me while I talk about how to concentrate. Now, of course, I'm going to be talking about some other things as well, but I wanted, like I said, I, I liked how he saw this up. And so um, talking about his, what he talks about is he starts from the fact that uh, we are concentrated balls of matter and energy. And he even gives a, a shout out to Tesla and where he talks about Tesla's famous statement that um, if you would do anything in the universe, you always need to look at it in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. 
And so I was like, okay, yeah, I'm down with that. You know, I, I, I wasn't putting my concentration on those terms, but let's get with it. And so what he said was, is our job is to match whatever frequency it is that we want to acquire, become, or accomplish. And so to do that, he says, you need to change the energy of your body to match that frequency. And he said, when you do this, you will start to attract that which you want. Now, I know it sounds a little woohoo, but y'all continue with me, okay? And so he gives you a way to do this. And of course, it's something that you probably already know, but I like the way he puts it in a definite order. So he talks about um, using affirmations. Now, I was like, okay, wait a minute. This is a concentration thing, and he's talking about affirmations. And what he said was, is there are three components. You need to have concise, positive words. You know, so positive words are going to be words that are um, positive, they are uh, active, and they are either uh, in the, well, if you can, keep them in the present. So you don't want to have words that are always trying to accomplish something like become and can. You want definitive words like am and uh, have and those types of things. And so he says, Number one, have concise, positive words. Number two, have a clear visualization. And then number three, have a corresponding feeling. Now, what I want to say about this clear visualization, remember when I talked about collecting thoughts? Well, this is where that came in. Being able to have a clear visualization of what I wanted. Uh, I have been doing it for years and I was like, okay, great. And then after you get your clear visualization now, I will say this, not everybody is able to visualize, but what you can do is you can pretend. So I remember when I would do um, clinical hypnotherapy, uh, some of my clients could not visualize or imagine even. So we would just have them pretend and it does the same thing. Okay, so if you can't visualize, pretend. All right, so you've got your concise, positive words. And when he talks about concise, I am XYZ. I have XYZ. I do XYZ. So you have like the be, do, have trinity. If, 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 if you can't figure out what it is that you need to write that's fancy, just either you are being something, meaning you, you're already that, or you're doing something, you're already doing it, not you can do, not maybe, not someday, just you You are doing it. And then you have something, I have. So you can start with those three for your concise, positive words. Then your clear visualization, see yourself doing it, being it, and having it. And if you can, have it from the point of view where you are seeing out, out of your eyes like you are actually doing it instead of looking back at yourself. Put yourself in your body because that's going to help you to do the third thing, which is to have the corresponding feeling. If you are visualizing that you are, I'll just do something weird, like you're visualizing that you have the car, the new car that you want. Instead of seeing the car and seeing yourself walk up to the car, and forward, um, look outward and see out the windshield behind the driver's uh, wheel or in the back seat. If honey, if if you got a car where you have to be chauffeured, good for you, and get the corresponding feeling of how it feels 
to have the have the vehicle and how good it feels to know that the vehicle is yours. There are no sorrows with it, and that you are um, you, you possess it, and it is a blessing to you. And remember, that's the thing too. Do not have negatives attached to it. Don't worry about oh, okay, well, how am I going to keep it maintenance? The insurance? Don't don't do all that stuff. Have a good, positive, corresponding feeling to it. Okay, so what he talks about is when you want to match the energy, frequency and vibration of a thing, you want to do these things, have a concise, positive words, uh, word or words that put you in it, clear visualization of it and the corresponding feeling of, of that you have it, along with gratefulness, acceptance, all of that kind of stuff, abundance, those always work. Then he said, you have your goal, your goal when you do this, because you can't just do it. You must have a goal. Um, I like to mentally state my goal. And that is that I am changing my energy and my vibration to the frequency of what it is I want. And I am I am one with it. And so that's um, the next thing. And he goes on to say, you know, things that we already know, but whatever you put energy into is going to grow, whether it's positive or negative. That's why you want to monitor and make sure that you're not putting in hope. Uh, and when I say hope, meaning that it's a hit or miss that you'll get it. You you want to be definite. You want to be positive and affirmative. And he goes on to remind us that whatever you have right now is a positive manifestation of that you've done it. So you don't ever have to worry if you can do it because wherever you are right now is a positive affirmation, I mean, manifestation that you have put energy into. Okay. So now when he talks about energy, how to manage the energy, this is the real part that I was like, you know what, this makes so much sense. Why didn't I think about this? And this is the real reason why I wanted to share this with you guys. And that is, he says that you want to manage your energy and you do that in three ways. And that is you stop hemorrhaging energy. And this dovetailed off of what I talked about yesterday about the distraction gauntlet that is a hemorrhaging of energy. When you are all over the place getting distracted and you can't focus on anything, that's a depletion of your power, which is your energy. So the first thing you want to do is take a moment to stop the distractions. Um, I know of programs that charge a lot of money just to tell people to take off or either turn off uh, apps on their phone. And to place their phone in a different place so that you can focus for an hour. Um, and what this is, is this is that first step of stopping the hemorrhaging of your energy. Then the next thing is, after you stop hemorrhaging energy, and that is not just the stopping, it is the awareness, becoming aware of where you're wasting energy. Okay? It could be mentally emotionally, physically, it can be relationship-wise, it can be um, activities that you're doing that either you need to outsource or just completely stop. There's a lot of ways to stop the hemorrhaging. And then the second thing is, is to conserve it. Now, the stopping the hemorrhaging energy thing, I knew, but this was the next part. The second one, conserving it, that gave me the aha moment. And to conserve is automatically built in to have a wisdom. And that's when my wisdom smack came on his way of doing concentration. He was like, you conserve the energy. And what that meant to me was that you uh, judiciously and uh, wisdom 
impact, evaluate what gets your energy. You know, you get to decide the power to conserve it is in your doing. And if that means that you need to reevaluate how you go about doing something to conserve it, you need to, or whether you need to be doing it at all. And then after that, you want to start accumulating it. Now, notice he didn't say hoard. He said accumulate. So once you start accumulating this, because now you're not giving your energy out to whomsoever will, you're you're actually um, putting some type of measurement, some type of um, rule on on what you use your energy on, you now have an accumulation. And this is the accumulation that you're going to invest in what you want to grow in your life. That means simple things. Now, I will tell you, I like I said before, I when I saw him do this, I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. And when he went through the steps, I was like, I remember collecting my thoughts <laughs> where my grandmother would have us do when I was a kid. But I also remember something else. And I think this is one of the biggest things that happened for me. Um, if you've been listening to this podcast for any time, you know that I love, to, I love books. I love reading. I love the knowledge of them. I love applying it. And I even love sharing it with you guys. And I that came about because um, I cut the cord. I, I got serious. So I decided I was going to start my business back in 2007. And we know that's been some time. And my first year and a half, I was fledgling. And I was running through my uh, savings and, and retirement funds and all this kind of stuff you do when you're trying to build this business. You know, you're trying to go gung-ho. And I was getting scared. And I was like, I've got to make this work. And I wasn't really good at being focused and all this stuff because, you know, it's a, it's a skill. You've got to build up to it. So one of the things I did, and in hindsight, I was like, wow, that was one of the best things I did. I cut the cord. I turned off my, um, I had satellite, uh, but I turned off the satellite. And yes, don't get me wrong. I still have an ability to watch things online, but I haven't had a television in my home for, you know, what is this? Well, a long, long, long time. And I noticed that my ability to focus, to concentrate, to write the books, to to do what I said I was going to do. Because remember, I work for myself, so I'm my boss. And I have to make sure that I am keeping my word to do what I need to. And all of these years later, I look back and I see that that's where I was stopping my hemorrhaging of energy, conserving it, and accumulating it. And now, because I don't have... um cable and all that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, I have Netflix. I mean, who doesn't? Um, and, and Hulu. Uh, what I can do is on a Sunday when I am resting or something, I can take a look at uh, the shows I want to and I can control when I watch it, how I watch it, for how long I watch. And because of that simple thing, that has helped me uh, publish, you know, these 50 plus books and, and be able to support myself through my efforts in my job for all of these years. And it was that simple little thing that helped me to uh, conserve my energy. So you take that accumulation and you reinvest it in what you want to grow. Okay. Now, another thing that he did say that I thought, and you might not think it's all that, but I'm going to say it is. He stressed that we are not our mind. He said that we are pure awareness 
uh, pure awareness moving through the mind. And that began to make sense to me because if we were our mind, then we would not be able to overcome the distractions and the things of the world because the mind is set up to solve problems and, and, and close loops and distractions can do all of that stuff. And if you were your mind, then you would be almost forced to have to finish stuff before you could move on and you might stay in a loop forever. And so that made sense to me. I don't know if it's vibing with you, but it made sense to me. So um, I'm almost finished with what he said. (laughs) That was, he uh, also talked about because you are pure awareness and you're not your mind, he says you have the power to control where your awareness goes. And so he said, he talked about not allowing external forces to get this, distract you uh, by controlling your awareness. Distractions don't get the right to your awareness. And awareness is a, another, you know, way of, of, of talking about attention. Okay. And then he said, concentration is just simply keeping your awareness on one thing at a time. You're the one controlling the awareness, not someone or something or some thought. And so with him, he says, you want to practice concentration daily for as long as possible, for as many hours as you can. And then he says, you'll become great at what you concentrate on. And that concentration is at the core of all human endeavors and successes. Now, yesterday I talked about Peak by Dr. Um, Enders. I always say Enders, but his name is Anders Erickson. And um, what he talked about with regards to the three levels of practice, you have that naive practice, you know, that's the spaghetti on the wall kind of thing. Uh, But you have the other two levels where you have purposeful practice and deliberate practice. And that purposeful practice is the practice where you have the focus and the concentration. And um, this is where you're at, you're, you're, you're above your comfort zone and you're learning, growing, stretching. And then the deliberate practice is where you're getting feedback from either your peers, a teacher, or or expertise to hone and tweak and get better. And so those are the different practices. And so this particular monk talks about practicing concentration daily. He says for as long as possible. And then he also even dared to say for many hours, And he says, you will get great at it. You just got to practice, okay? You just got to (laughs) practice, okay? And so with how to concentrate, one of the things that I want to bring back into this is that my grandmother hit it on the head when she said, collect your thoughts. And in that statement, like I said before, she never really explained what that meant, But in that statement, she was telling us that, like this monk says, we are not our minds. We have the power to control our awareness and where it goes and what it focuses on. And we have the power to not allow distraction to erode or demand that awareness. And so when you, quote unquote, collect your thoughts, you're outside of those thoughts. And I remember learning how to observe them, thank them, and let them go on. And so in and of itself, that is great power. Now, 
why am I talking about things like distraction and concentration and focus and all these things? Well, because the wisdom that is needed for today is found in these things. It's not necessarily found in in um, information. Um, I did a podcast before that talked about um, the the leap from information to knowledge to wisdom. And there is a difference. On this, on one hand, on one side, you've got information that you can turn into knowledge. But there has to be a leap over the over the chasm to where you become wise. And the wisdom is what is required today. There is a, a famous uh, statement that I, I, I love to always refer to by E.O. Um, E.O. Wilson, where he talks about because we have so much information coming at us that we are literally drowning in it and that it will be those few souls who are able to take all this information and basically turn it into wisdom. He says that people will crave snackable bites of wisdom. And if you're able to um, synthesize things and turn this information and knowledge into wisdom, you're going to be the one leading the pack and prospering and, and doing things. Now, one of the components that is alluded to in that is that those are the people when you when you have a word like synthesize, that inherently means that you're going to have to have mental capabilities that require the disciplined mind to be able to find disparate things and put them together in a new and innovative uh, manner that is simple enough for the masses to understand, but complex enough to truly address the issues at hand. Um, one of the things that I wrestle with uh, in um, what I do for a living is taking complex problems for granted and giving surface solutions. And so in this synchronization that uh, E.O. Wilson talks about, he talks about that mind that is able to make wisdom out of all of this stuff. And that's the thing with wisdom. Wisdom is deep. When wisdom smacks you with a kiss or a lop upside the head, it goes deep down into all dimensions, times, and layers to help reform you into what you're supposed to be so that you don't go that way anymore. That's one thing I can really say about wisdom. Once you have wisdom, wisdom has a way of not letting you go down stupid avenues and and detours anymore. Now, knowledge will let you do that. (laughs) Knowledge will definitely let you do that. How many times have you had someone say, well, I already know that. Well, if you already know it, why are you not doing it? And my, my answer these days, now that I know better, is that you know it, but you're not wise about it. Because wisdom has that fortitude that helps you to not continue to make the same mistakes because wisdom understands patterns, trends, symbols, signs. Uh, like I said, wisdom goes deep and wide, up, out, in. It, it is 
360 degree, and it I think it goes into our uh, DNA to change us so that we don't do the things we used to. I believe that is why when you see someone who is wise, they are venerated because they don't they they have wisdom, and wisdom constrains them from doing the stupid stuff, and so concentration and how to do it is a gateway to controlling and and mastering your awareness. And by doing this, by concentrating, concentration bores out the ability to focus. It bores out the ability to keep your mind engaged in one thing for many hours. I'm going to tell you, um, I mentioned uh, Mihai Chinksinkmahai, uh, who uh, came out with being in the zone in his discovery and his writings in the 70s and how he observed peak performers and how they would get in the zone and they would just be in this concentrated bliss for hours. And people always wanted to know, how do I get in the zone? How do I find my zone? And it was always by concentrating. But people, want the easy way out. They want you to tell them something different. And so even though I'm talking about something as simple as how to concentrate, and I've told you what this guy has said, he says it only takes four hours, I mean, four days to do it, to start being able to do this. Nine times out of 10, the average person is not going to do it because they're not going to make it past the first day, let alone four days to start developing the habit because that which causes us to um, have to face ourselves, especially, is really hard. The, the rabbit hole goes deep on who we are as in our totality. And because of that, a lot of times people are scared to meet themselves in that quiet time. I have had so many people that I have worked with and I've asked them to please meditate. I'm like, can you sacrifice 60 seconds to just use that? I I referred to uh, 10% Happier um, by Dan Harris yesterday and how he had to learn how to meditate. He had that fidgety, anxious um, energy and it was very hard for him. And that's why I usually uh, recommend his book when people ask me about the meditative practice because um, he gives you practical ways to start. 60 seconds, just try to clear your mind for 60 seconds. I don't try to clear minds. I just say the thoughts are going to come. When they come, acknowledge them, thank them, and let them move on. And once you give them that that acknowledgement and let them move on, they tend to not come back so that you can get down to a quiet mind. And um, that is one of the most powerful things that you can do for yourself. So guess what? Yep, my time is up. I sure do thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. And so you know what to do. I'm going to ask you to like, subscribe, share, comment, rate, and review. And I'm going to also ask you to please support the podcast by using our Amazon link at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. And that will take you directly to Amazon for all of your shopping. And if you make a purchase within a the day of using that, we may receive a little commission that will go towards helping the show. So thank you. And I'm going to see you tomorrow. Bye.
And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.